Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Lynn Wilson and you are visiting with me today on our podcast called Hope for Today. And I know that when you leave today, you're going to have hope in knowing that Jesus Christ, not only is it is your best friend, but he is truth and he has equipped you to go out and face the battles that we are in. Last week, we went over the armor of God and you can still see the pieces are here, the helmet, the shield, the sword, my little guy here with the full armor on. And in Ephesians chapter six, it tells us to put on the whole armor of God. Now, I asked you last week to do some homework and to read over that passage in Ephesians chapter six. Uh, yes, chapter six, starting in verse 10. And I see some of those hands going up and the nods. Yes, you studied that. That's great. And I see some of you probably hiding behind the camera saying, oh, I forgot. I didn't do it. And that's okay. Life takes over. But I really want to encourage you to go and do some study on this. This is something the Lord tells us to do every day. This is not something we do once in a while. We are in the battle every day. So soldiers going off to war wouldn't today. Well, today I'll put on the armor and tomorrow I won't put on the armor. We put it on every day because we are in a battle every day. Um, we went through chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. I want to just read a portion of on um, verse 14, and it says, Stand firm. And then it goes on to say, Put on the belt of truth and buckle it around your waist, and the breastplate of righteousness in place. And then with your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition, take up the shield of faith that you can extinguish all the flaming arrows that comes from the evil one. Put on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. But it says to stand firm. We talked last week. It doesn't say to, to sit down. It doesn't say to lay down. It doesn't say to go left, to go right. It doesn't say to run away, to turn away. It says to stand firm. And that's what we can do if we have on the armor of God. We can stand firm. Now, if you were a soldier and you were in the armed forces and you're going to go off to war, they don't just throw this armor on you and say, okay, go fight a battle. They teach you about what each piece means, just like the Word of God teaches us that. It tells you what to put on and how to use it and what it represents. And we went over that last week in a short few minutes. So you need to go and study that some more and, and really focus in on that. What is God trying to tell us? The other thing is, if you go into the Army or you go into the Armed Forces, the Navy, or anything like that, they're going to first come in, they're going to kind of lay out what's going to happen, okay, then they're going to send you to boot camp and more training and maybe specialty training in different areas, and they're going to teach you how to use all this equipment. Well, we need to do the same thing. We're in battle every day, and we could put on this armor, but studying the Word of God every day will kind of teach us, not kind of, it will teach us each piece of equipment, but it'll teach us everything we need to know about how to handle things in life. How to handle things of uncomfortable situations, whether it be in church or with your family or at work, or when temptations come your way or, or down days come, or just all of this nonsense that's going on in the world around us. It's going to teach you how to handle it. God also allows us to be in church so we could get good training and good teaching there that we could take that home and apply it to our lives and study more and be better and closer and more like him. But again, he tells us, he already has equipped us. You're in battle, put on the armor. Now let's take it a little bit uh, deeper and a little bit different 
um, aspect. Last week we took to, talked about all the pieces of armor that you need to put on. Now we're going to talk about a soldier going off to war and what they need to do. So these are 10 things that a soldier who's going off to war is taught. And I'm going to start at number 10 and go down to number 1. Number 10 is appearance matters. So as a Christian, we are in war, but we're also representing Jesus Christ. So make sure your appearance is modest. I know that's a one of those topics that, you know, Christians, I'm modest. People don't like to talk about. Modesty can come in all shapes and forms. If you're not sure if you're modest, ask somebody, is this modest? We need to be protecting the eyes of people looking at us. We need to not be becoming a stumbling block in that area. But appearance also matters. Look neat and clean. Don't look shabby. You're representing Jesus Christ. Always look your best. You need to look like you have armor on. If somebody comes at you with darts, pull up that shield. If somebody comes at you with something that's not truth, you've got the sword of the Spirit. You can pull out your, your sword. And we're not talking a physical piece of armor, but you can come at them with the Word of God, and that will protect you. Number nine is you are what you eat and drink, and that's a valuable thing. Soldiers going off to war need to make sure they're eating properly, they're drinking, they're, they're hydrated, they're eating the right foods to nourish their body. Just the same way as a soldier needs to do that going off to a real physical war here on this earth, we need to be doing the same thing as Christians, eating and drinking the right things that we're always feeding our bodies healthy foods so that our mind can work properly and our body can work properly. Number eight, you can't do everything on your own, and I am so guilty. I got this. I'm good. Don't need your help. Nope, I got it covered. Everything's good. Nope, thank you anyway. Now, there's times that, you know, maybe it only warrants you to do something, but you can't do everything on your own. If that was the case, the Lord would not have created other people around us. The Lord talks about the body of believers need to pull together. The body of believers are the church. We need to be supporting each other, helping one another. You cannot do this on your own. I do find, too, most times when I continue to do things on my own, just like a soldier in war, if he's out there on his own fighting this battle and the enemy is coming at him, eventually he's going to wear and tire out. But if you have people around you, you can step back and they can jump in and take over for a while so you can kind of regroup and be refreshed. Number seven is value your sleep. Eight hours of sleep, eight hours of play, and eight hours of work equals 24 hours in a day. Some of you might need a little more sleep or a little less sleep, but sleep affects the mind. Sleep affects your thoughts. You want to be feeding yourself and sleeping properly so when you wake up, you are refreshed. You've put on the armor of God. You've soaked in your daily devotions and studying words God, the Word of God, so that all those things add up, but a good night's sleep can completely change you, how you feel. A good night's sleep can give you a fresh perspective in the morning. Number six, they say confidence is king and be decisive. Well, our confidence comes in the king of kings. And yes, we, we should be decisive. We know truth. We know what the Bible says. We know what the word of God says. And that's the end of the, the story here. God said it. What do they say? God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. So you can be decisive. Don't be wishy-washy in your walk where, well, you know, the Bible sort of says that. No, 
be decisive. The Bible says you must be born again. There's no way around it. Learn from the experience of others. The Bible is very clear on the older teaching the younger. And that's a good thing. The older you get, the, the, the things that you did when you were younger and you went, I can't believe I did it. I know when I was younger, I didn't want to listen to anyone. They were old. They were older. What do they know? They, they, they don't live where we live. They don't understand the times we're in. They don't understand the peer pressure I go through. They don't understand where I'm at. No, they don't understand exactly where you're at. But you know what? There was a time that they experienced similar situations. And the wisdom of somebody having gone through it, just like a soldier that's been at war can say, listen, when you go up that hill, let me warn you of what's on the other side. Let me warn you what you're going to see. Those soldiers have been there. They have survived that battle. They can give direction to the new soldiers coming in. And our soldiers that are going off to war are taught to listen. There are worse things than being bored. They tell soldiers to keep busy, keep your hands busy. It keeps you out of trouble. Learn scripture, memorize scripture. Ask the Lord, Lord, I'm bored. I have nothing to do. What can I do? There you go. You just ask the Lord, what can I do? I'm bored and he will direct you. <clears throat> Number three, you can't rely on technology. Technology. I know the millennials will say technology is everything. No paper, just use technology. The older group will say pen and paper. Well, both have a uh, place in our life. Technology is great. It's quick. It's fast. We can look things up. We can text. We can message. We can do all kinds of things very quickly. But you know what? When the bottom line comes and there is no technology, the Wi-Fi is down or the power is out or you don't have those things at your fingertip, but you have memorized and, and studied scripture, you can hide that scripture in your heart. And when you're in a situation and you're all alone and there's nothing around you, there's no technology, it doesn't matter. You know what scripture is in your head and in your mind. Number two, you always have something more to give. Don't ever think that you don't have anything left. If God has you breathing and living today, he has something more that you can give. And the last thing is appreciate your friends. And I know myself, I didn't really appreciate the friends that I have. I took it for granted when I could go to church every Sunday and I could visit with people every Sunday and I could fellowship with people on church. And that connection I made, and now all of a sudden the pandemic has hit and we've lost a lot of that. I want to stop right now and remind myself that don't allow myself to lose something before I appreciate it. I need to learn to appreciate what is in front of me right now. Even this armor of God, I need to appreciate that he has equipped me every day, but I have to be willing to put it on. Okay, so six lessons everyone can learn from a soldier. Hmm, interesting. Everyone can learn this from soldiers. So here are some things that they teach. The three Ds, determination, discipline, and dedication. Be determined. If God has called you to do something and God has told you to do it, people might make fun of you. People might tell you, oh, you don't need to be doing that. Yes, you do. Be determined. Discipline yourself in the area that he needs you to be in. Discipline yourself to study the word of God. Discipline yourself to learn how to do that better. Discipline yourself to make sure you're eating 
and you're getting your sleep and you're doing all those right things. You need to have discipline. If a soldier is not disciplined, he'll fall apart on the battlefield. Dedication. Be dedicated to what you're doing. Do what you said you're going to do. If you say, I'm doing this, then be dedicated to doing it. Don't halfway through go, it's too hard. I'm out of here. Be dedicated. Work as a team. This is a lesson we can learn from soldiers. They have to work together. If one of the soldiers in the group decides, you know what, we were told by our commanding officer we needed to do this, this, and this, and two of them said, you know what, I don't really feel like doing that, and they've left the team, all of a sudden, that plan of action might not work because team members have pulled back. You need to work as a team. You need to learn to work under stress. This is a tough one because usually what happens, you know, the fire's too hot, the waters are too high, and I'm out of here. No. That goes back to discipline. If you've disciplined yourself and you've dedicated yourself and you're determined, you can learn how to work under stress. Is it easy? No. Is it comfortable? No. Do I like it? No. Do I have to do it? Yes. There are days you're at work and it's stressful. Can you just say to your boss, I'm going home, I'm under stress? No, you have to work your eight hours. You need to perform and do a correct uh, task of whatever was asked of you to do. But if you have your armor on, it will help you work under that stress because you will have truth and protection of your soul and protection of your heart and protection of your mind. The next thing is to value our freedom. Our soldiers have gone off to war for years and years so that we today have the freedom that we have. Do we appreciate that freedom? Many of us don't. Do we appreciate what we've been given? We don't. Do we appreciate and value the freedom that we have to go to church and to worship the Lord? Value the freedom you have. When you value that freedom, when someone wants to take it away, all of a sudden, your shield's going to go up. The helmet's going on. The sword's coming out. You're going to go to battle because you value that freedom. Embrace change. This is something this year we've all had to do. I don't like it. I think the older you get, they say, the less you enjoy change. I didn't like change as a kid. It has nothing to do with age. I don't like change. But it says to embrace it. Even as I speak, life has moved on and things are changing. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's going to happen. We have to learn to get through it. We have to learn how to value the freedoms we have. And when freedoms are taken away and change has happened, we will then move with that change. We will work through that change. We will learn how to work in that stress. We will be determined that we're going to get through it. And the last thing is appreciate your life and where you are now. How many of us have said, oh, I wish I could go back in time. I wish I could go back to when I did this. I wish I could go back when I had this. Appreciate right where you are right now. If you appreciate the 24 hours that the Lord is giving you today, you will value freedom you will embrace the change that has come. You will appreciate right here what you have, this armor. And when the battles come, you're going to be equipped. You're going to know truth. You're going to know your protection. You're going to know the word of God. You're going to know you have the armor of God on. You're going to know that you're serving the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. You're going to know scripture. You're going to have it hidden in your heart. You're going to know the end of the story. And you're going to know that people are out there dying and going to hell, and they need the Lord Jesus Christ.
When is the last time you've put on the armor and you went into battle for him and you witnessed and you shared the gospel of Jesus Christ? Is that easy? Absolutely not. Are you going to be determined? Are you going to be disciplined? Are you going to be dedicated to getting the word of God out? I certainly hope so. If you're listening today and you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you've never put on a helmet of salvation, that's the first thing you need to do. All this going to battle and all this equipment here and all this armor means absolutely nothing if you don't have the Lord in your life. You could put this on and try and put it on. It's not going to fit. It's going to fall off because you're not His. This armor is meant for only the believers in Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for stopping by. I want to challenge you again. Go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 and start reading. Start studying the Word of God, learning what this equipment is for us as soldiers in the battle, how we can use it, why we need to use it, what is it used for, and be there for your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that are in the battle, that are in as soldiers with you, and work together as a team. Thanks for stopping by, and we'll catch you next week on the next podcast.